They don't call them uh, great ghosts for nothing. If I got a thousand decoys or, or two thousand, three thousand decoys out there, we need to sound like that many birds. These animals are playing basically a life or death game of hide and seek, and they're just good at it. The, the cool part about archery is that you can geek out as deep as you want to go. It is their job. Their sole job is to stay alive. That's, that's what they do day in and day out. The sense of accomplishment is unreal yeah. when you put in that much work. Even though they're passions of mine, it's, you know, it still takes a backseat to being a dad and being a husband. So Doing is better than talking. And he had that whole basin lit up with a laser light show machine. <laughs> It's a healthy thing to have passion like this. What's going on, everyone? Another podcast episode here. Um, on this episode, I sat down and talked to Sean Durkey with Alpenfuel. Um, go check out their website, alpenfuel.com, if you haven't already. If you, if you haven't tried their breakfast granola meals, you got to try them, you guys. They're, they're seriously, they're my new favorite by far. Um, they actually have the highest calorie count of any other breakfast uh, meal as far as backcountry meals go, highest calorie count on the market. Um, so go check them out. They are to die for. They also, their website, ha- they have all kinds of stuff, you guys. They have F-bomb nut butter. They have um, Heather's Choice packaroons. They've got uh, like protein pucks, all kinds of snacks. They carry Peak Refuel. Um, they carry all kinds of different products on there that, that a lot of us already use, Um backcountry hunting or backpacking or, or whatever. I mean, I've been, I, I use them sometimes just when I'm truck hunting too, you know, it's just a quick, easy meal. Those, those, uh, those, um, <clears throat> those fuel granola meals, it just, all it takes is like four, I think, I think, I think it's like four or five ounces of, of water, whether it's hot or cold, you just pour it in the pack and within five minutes, uh, it's all rehydrated and, and good to go. So no stove needed. I like the convenience of it, but Check him out. Um, also, uh, Sean was nice enough to offer um, me to, to kind of give to you guys a 10% off uh, of your first order. Um, if you use the, the code WELCOME10 at checkout, um, that will give you 10% off your first order, like I said. So in, in my opinion, like I, th- I think the smart thing to do coming into coming into spring and backpacking season, scouting season would be to you know, go on their website. Uh, it's a site-wide discount code too. It's not just Alpenfuel products. So go on there um, and just kind of be smart about it. Be Just kind of stock up on some things that you know you're going to end up buying anyways. Um, it's a good opportunity to try out a lot of different things. Um, like I said, they carry a lot of different products on there. So good opportunity to kind of try, try different things and get a 10% off discount. So and then also they they give uh, free shipping if you spend fifty dollars or more. So, which that's easy to do when you stock up on on these meals, you know. Which which like I said, I think is makes the most sense as far as far as cost wise because you're going to spend it anyways later on. Anyways, think about those things coming into season here. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Oh, almost forgot uh, on my Instagram page, the Blue Collar Harvester page. Um, one of my last posts has the giveaway, the Alpen Fuel Breakfast Granola Meal Giveaway. Um, it's the variety pack, three different flavors. Um, a good opportunity again to try some new um, breakfast meals if you haven't tried them already. Um, and I think if you have, then you know how good they are, and you should enter to win that giveaway. So go ahead and do that, and uh, stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Mountain Vision Podcast, everybody. I'm um, sitting here talking to Sean Durkey with Alpenfuel. Um, 
been I personally actually didn't didn't know about Alpenfuel until a couple months ago, and um, I tried a few their few their meals and pretty blown away. Honestly, I, I, I love the love the breakfast meals. That's one of my favorites. So, um, anyway, Sean, you want to you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Sean. Um, I really appreciate it. Like you mentioned, we haven't been around all that long. We actually started our company a few years ago. Uh, we're located in Bozeman, Montana, just north of Yellowstone Park. And we started out our company in 2018. And we we started by trying to become a kind of a one-stop shop for backcountry food. And so we started carrying a lot of cool brands that you might not be able to find everywhere. Uh, Heather's Choice, F-Bomb Nut Butters, Peak Refuel. A lot of these brands that are really healthy and, and good food and desired food that aren't like some of the legacy brands out there. So that's how we got our start. We brought on 15 to 20 brands and uh, I was working full time at the time for an optics manufacturing company here in Bozeman. And we grew the business slowly over a two year period. And then in uh, this spring, of course, everything kind of went haywire and my company was no different. I'd been there nine years as a manufacturing engineer of sorts, uh, mostly a materials manager, helping with new contracts and, and uh, designing plans for building optics and things like this. And, and a lot of the medical industry and uh, industrial devices that we built, the, the market really dried up in some of those areas overnight, um, well, over the course of a couple months, I guess. So our revenues took a massive hit and my job ended up on the chopping block. So um, after getting laid off, we, my wife and I just kind of sat back and thought, well, maybe we have an opportunity here. And so we went all in on our own food products. And so what we did this last summer from July through October was get qualified as a food manufacturer and jump through all the hoops and did all the regulatory things there. And, and uh, November, very beginning of November, we launched um, four flavors of breakfast granola. That's what you're speaking of that you've tried. And so now we're we're three months down the road, and uh, we're trying to bring on some dealers and and just trying to grow and scale the business into something that we can eventually live off of. And so that's the dream. Yeah, absolutely. So so what has that process been like? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it was you know different from going from you know selling other people's products only to um, manufacturing your own product. Um, but but what what's kind of that? What has that been like for you? Ah, uh, good question. It's been fairly stressful in the beginning. There's no set manual about how to become a food manufacturer. It really varies based on what state you're in. And so you start. Um, we we started by getting our recipes dialed in, and we got them out with field testers all over the U.S. About a dozen folks that gave us feedback. And so once we had those dialed in. Then we uh, developed all the nutrition facts for each of them, and and we decided, okay, let's. Uh, well, we had to go through a food safety course, I guess, to become a manufacturer. So we checked that off, and then uh, I was told by the gal that ran that course, well, you've got to get your labels approved from the state. So then you get all that paperwork ready, and they say, well, we need fully designed labels, and uh, we also need to make sure that your food is shelf stable. So then we didn't have that quite ready. So then we had to send our food off to a lab in Oregon uh, to test to make sure that it's shelf stable. And then we finished up kind of our design with our 
our labels, which <clears throat> we're trying to bootstrap this and put uh, our own money into it and not get too out over our skis, I guess, as far as the cost goes. So we, um, yeah. getting labels designed was a big challenge. I, we had a designer on board to take care of some of that. And ultimately we decided that their designs weren't in line with what we wanted for our branding. And so we bought the design files from them. And then I, I had to start from the ground up learning Adobe Illustrator to take care of the design. So that was, it was fun, but it was also stressful, like just trying to learn as much as you can quickly to get that, that dialed in. And so that took several weeks, uh, iterations on that and other marketing folks that gave me feedback and helped out. So then we crossed that bridge and, and got our labels designed and got approved from the state. And then you really begin your manufacturing of the labels. Those were, in order to get them done cost effectively, you have to get them done overseas. And so that's about a eight to 10 week process from the time you cut a PO till the time you get the labels in. And so we navigated that, um, got set up with a commercial kitchen. After sorting through about a dozen kitchens, we finally found one that we wanted to work with and uh, signed a contract with them. And so there's a lot of hoops that you jump through um, a lot of expenses and, and hoops that you just to get to the point where you have your first pouch able to sell is just a month long process. But we finally we finally got there. And so now we're just excited to have products available. And um, this week and in past weeks, we've been reaching out to anybody that will listen as far as dealers go. Yeah. Yeah. The more the merrier, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah, I mean, I I think um, just talking about your you know your labels and 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 just kind of branding to begin with, I, I think you guys have done a really good job. I just I, th- I think when I first saw your guys' brand, I was you know it, it just has a clean, just a nice clean look, and um, I think you guys are doing a good job with that. You know, I think marketing is a really big deal that um, you know people maybe overlook or don't think is. I don't know. It's I think it's really important, and I think you guys are doing a good job. Yeah, thank you. We really wanted to focus on that. I, I mean, just getting the pouch off the shelf and in somebody's hands is half the battle, right? I mean, if yeah, that's the first part of it, and then you've got to knock it out of the park with the taste. And so we we tried to focus on both, and then we had a good local designer take care of our logo, and then and yeah, it's. Uh, it's very interesting process. I mean, for especially when my wife and I don't have any formal marketing training or really any background in this e-commerce stuff, we're just trying to learn as we go. Uh huh. So is it, is it still just you and your wife's name is Emily, right? Yes, Emily, yeah. my wife. Yep, we've been married for ten years, and uh, so this is our our project together. And so we share. I mean, she's a full-time mom with our two kids, but uh, we're we're basically sharing the kitchen load and then uh, some of the other responsibilities as well. Uh-huh. Nice. Well, family affair. So what you, how old are your kids? Uh, so my daughter is seven and my son is five. Okay. Yeah, I have a I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. So okay, <laughs> kind of in the same boat there. Yeah, hands are full. Yes, and we have a, a COVID puppy as well, a, a psychotic okay. border collie that's uh, 
10 months old. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. We just got a puppy for Christmas. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. They're a handful right now. Right. Just, just right now when I started recording with you, I'm like, man, what? Are, I'm just home. I'm home alone. So I'm like, what am I going to do? If she decides she wants to go pee in the corner, I'm not going to know <laughs> or, or chew on something. So I lit her out. I lit her out barely in time to, to get on this call with you and I put her in her crate. I'm hoping she doesn't start barking or whining or something. <laughs> Remind me what your puppy is. Uh, a, uh, a cattle, Australian cattle dog, like a blue yeah. healer. Sure. Yeah. So busy dog as well. Oh yeah. She's super smart though, but yeah. But yeah. So yeah. So what's a little bit of background on you personally? I mean, you, you, you do some hunting and, and, and backpacking and stuff like that and, what yeah. backcountry skiing and stuff or my so i'm a i'm a fortunate i guess i'm a fifth generation montanan so that i don't really know any better i guess as far as hunting and fishing and everything that's always been kind of our lifestyle and the lifestyle of the people that are in bozeman in particular but um so i grew up in helena just north of bozeman and grew up going archery hunting backpacking um in high school primarily and then I left to work in Seattle area for two years after college and then came back in part because of my family and in part because of the outdoor opportunities here but now I'm just kind of a, a generalist I don't um, archery hunt anymore but I rifle hunt for mule deer ice fishing backpacking if if I had to pick one thing to do it would be high mountain lake uh, backcountry fly fishing for brookies and golden trout that's kind of my my favorite but i'm all over the place i mean i backcountry ski some and do whatever i can to get outside year round uh-huh nice good good so that's kind of what kind of brought up your passion for one to 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 make some backcountry meals right Just yeah, exactly. And so my background formally, I guess, is in, in is in engineering. But um, sorry, my phone's going off here. My my background has been in engineering. So I worked in Seattle. I worked for the Boeing company for two years on a couple aircraft, and that was they hired half of our graduating class out there. So there's tons of oh, Montana, wow. tons of Montana people out there, and a lot of outdoors activities in Seattle. But I just I needed to get back to the state. So I did. And then I worked in for the optics company, my, my previous position for nine years. And so that was a great position, good benefits, good company all around a, a good deal. I just had no, no passion at all for what I was doing. I mean, we were making sub assemblies for, for products that were going all over the world in some really neat applications, but we were really removed from the end product. And I uh, didn't, I don't understand the physics behind optics. I don't really have any desire to learn it. I, it was kind of a struggle, I guess, uh, over time to be in that role. And, um, ultimately I think that's one of the reasons why they let me go is because they knew that I was looking for something that I wanted to enjoy more. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, the guy that was going to be there for 30 years. And so my go-to always, I mean, with people I've been talking to in the hallway at that business or people that I talked with at Boeing, it was always like, oh, you're from Montana. There's great hunting in Montana. So like, that's what we would talk about. And that's how I connected with everybody that I talked to. And that's always been my passion. And so when we're working with dealers and working with customers, you know, we're supplying products that 
they're using on, you know, their best days of the year when they're out in the field. And so that's always been meaningful to me and something that is definitely uh, my passion and that I can relate to. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So what is it, what is it like for you um, when you guys, when you get your products, you know, kind of put together and then you see, you see, um, you know, shipping them to customers and then you see customers posting about them or en- enjoying the the meals. I mean, it's gotta be a pretty good feeling, right? Yes, it's, it's great. I just, I love seeing good reviews come into our inbox and sharing them with my wife. It's something that since we've seen the product and conceived of the product from the very beginning, like getting that feedback is like, that's, that's crucial for us. That's, that feels great. Just knowing that this is something that we've, we've built and something that we're, we're proud of. So getting that affirmation from people is, is great. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, I mean, it, not only is it your, your meals, but it's also like a one-stop shop for you know, a little bit of everything. I was, you know, just cruising through your website and like you said, you have the, you know, you have what, like peak refuel, you know, um, like I know personally, I'm already trying to plan, my, <laughs> plan this next season and I'm like, oh, I could, you know, I could get the Alpen fuel breakfast meals and then get the peak refuels for the dinners and you yep. know, some of the snack, different snacks that you guys carry on your website and stuff like that. And <laughs> and there's also a cool way, a lot of people aren't aware of it. I don't even know if you've seen it, but we have a meal planner. So if you look in the menu option on our website, uh, there'll be Alpen Fuel Meals is the first selection. And the second one is a meal planner. So that's a, a friend of mine helped me put that together. He's a, a coder and a, a software developer. And so that is a tool where you can build a meal plan for a one-day trip or a 20-day trip and it allows you to go in and and just customize each day so you can add breakfast you can add dinners coffee and so once you populate uh like breakfast on day one it brings you to a menu and then you can sort by high calories low carbs high protein low price like whatever your search criteria is if you have dietary restrictions if you're gluten-free, dairy-free, all of that. You can just down-select everything and then populate your meal plan. And you can even walk away from it for a few weeks, populate it over time. It'll save in your browser. And then uh, you can add everything to your cart all at once. And so if you're doing a hunting trip in the fall, you can play with it over the summer and um, build out that custom meal plan and then buy it all at once. But it's, uh, it's a cool option. It tracks all of your calories by day so that you can... If you're trying to target three, four, or five thousand calories a day, you can make sure that you do that with that meal planner. Okay, yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I feel like every time I look at your site, I find more <laughs> more things that I didn't realize were on there. <laughs> yeah, we've got some stuff hidden in there. That one, we had that front and center for a while because that was kind of our our different differentiation was, I mean, sure. A lot of companies offer food, but how can we be smarter about it and, and uh, teach people and and show them how to shop more efficiently. And and that's, that's been a great tool, but we kind of deprioritized it a little bit now that we've launched our meals. It's still in there, but it's not, you know, top billing on our website anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. And then you guys have, you guys have like a, like checklists and stuff I saw on there earlier for if you're going backpacking, just little helpful checklists and stuff you can yep. use to 
Yeah. Yeah, some freebies in there. I'm the type of guy that I have to have a checklist or else I'll show up with half the stuff I need at the trailhead. So those are my, my personal checklists that yeah. we kind of tried to make a little more generic for anybody. You can download them in Word or Excel or PDF yeah. and just customize them if you want. And yeah. Yeah. I've never, I've actually never used one, but I need to because yeah, I think we've all forgotten something one at one, <laughs> one trip or another. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my tent last season on one trip. <laughs> so the back of my, my seat in my truck was, was all I had. So yeah. Do what you six, can, right? Yeah. Being six foot tall, it's not not very comfortable to curl up back there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, one other one other thing I just wanted to mention. I know that I briefly touched on our meals before, but um, let me just highlight real quick, if I can, a couple highlights about them or different things that make them a little bit different than your average meals. And so, what they are specifically is four flavors of breakfast granolas. And uh, so we really, we were fortunate that we were able to just develop these from scratch. And so there, we were trying to check all of the, the boxes for backpacking and backcountry hunting. So we wanted really high, cal- high calorie counts. We wanted low bulk so that you could put more food in your pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted super quick preparation. And so, like, I think we were able to check off a lot of those things. We... The calories on the meals are between 630 and 770 calories. So that the highest backpacking meal that I could find in combing through like REI and everything online was about 650 calories. There's a breakfast scrambler out there that's in that range. And so three of our meals are at or above that. And the, the chocolate strawberry meal that we have is the highest calorie breakfast out there, period. It's it's yeah, over, over 100 calories more than the, the next meal in line that we could find. But they're, they have a lot of um, fat and healthy healthy fats and carbs in them. So mm-hmm. they, with that mixture of fat, protein, and carbs, you get pretty steady energy. And uh, we had some, some endurance athletes in just a town near to me, somebody I've contacted over the years. He was able to do some testing on the meals. And uh, they provide really steady energy. There's no sugar crashes, no funky stuff going on. They're they're really small because they're so calorically dense. They're really small, so they, they pack down nice. And it doesn't feel like you're eating a huge meal when you're eating them. And so uh, we were able to check those boxes. And then as far as the preparation goes, they have powdered milk in them. So they're ready in five minutes with hot or cold water, which is which is awesome. If you look at some of the other meals... I think it might be hot water only or 15 minutes of soak time. And I'm one of the most impatient people ever when I'm backpacking. I really struggle even to use my stove. So having the option to use cold water is is huge for me personally. But these are meals that I developed based on kind of how I saw the world and how I thought others might benefit. And um, hopefully we checked enough boxes that people are pleased with the product. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, we were kind of talking the other day about uh, just the convenience of no stove, and I'm the same way. As I just, I just, I'm always I'm not I'm not in a hurry when I'm back there, but I don't want to miss out on 
if I'm glassing a, a, a basin or if I'm, you know, whatever it is I'm doing when I'm out hunting in the mountains, the, the last thing I want to do is take 20 or 30 minutes to start the stove and cook a meal and then, you know, wait for it to soak and then wait for it to cool down a little bit and eat it. And <laughs> yeah, Right. And then if you can't cook it in the package, you have to do your dishes afterwards and all that. Yeah. 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 And the bread, I don't know, for whatever it is, whatever it is with me, I just, I think the breakfast granolas and stuff, um, they just sit better, you know, stomach wise, you know, when you're hiking around, I don't, I don't want something real heavy and, um, something that wouldn't agree with, agree with you. Yes. You don't, <laughs> don't make your life worse when you're out there. Yeah. You don't want to have to bust out the baby wipes if you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. So, so it, 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 if you were, if you were to build, you know, like a five days trip of, of backcountry meals for yourself, I mean, what, what is, what is your go-to, um, scenario i mean what you know for for all day long for five days ah good question so i'm just going to bring up our meal planner so i don't forget anything while i'm going through it i so for breakfast um before we created our products i was eating a lot of pro bars uh they're about a 375 calorie meal bar and so i was doing those but i I do a combination now, I would say, of our breakfast meals and um, quick meal bars for breakfast. Uh, for lunches, I'm doing snacks. I don't ever really cook for lunch. I mean, sometimes you can get away with heating water for, uh, I don't know, a cup of noodles or something like that. But I, I always use trail mix for lunches, pro bars for lunch. Uh, there's Nut butters are a great product. It's kind of funny they're called nut butters, but actually <laughs> glorified peanut butter, right? It's uh, yeah. We've got two brands that we carry: F Bomb and um, Trail Butter, and both of those are awesome. The Trail Butter, they combine with chocolate and things like that, and it's a really cool product. They use better nuts than peanuts, I guess, that have more calories. F Bombs are made from macadamia nuts, and so. Those are nice products. I use them kind of as a boost as well. If I've got a lot of uh, uphill trail miles, that type of thing. So I'm snacking on trail mix, dried fruit, nut butters, that sort of thing in the afternoon. Uh -huh. And then lunches, I do a combination again of like green belly meal bars or peak refuel, chicken pesto pasta is my absolute favorite. That goes on every trip. It's about, I think, 990 or it's 950. It's just a crazy amount of calories. Okay. Uh, 920, I think. So they Peak Refuel makes a couple meals that are insanely high calorie-wise. Um, chicken pesto pasta, beef marinara, those two are both above 900. And so uh, those are amazing at, at night. I usually... I try to be flexible, I guess, with my meals. I don't bring all, cook all the time. Um, sometimes on long days, like hunting and backpacking, you're just over it, you know, when it's getting dark and you don't want to break the stove out or you're weathered in and don't really want to set up your stove in your vestibule or anything. So having a couple no-cook options or 
are really good as well. Um, there's two other brands that we carry that I can think of just immediately that I really love as well. One is Stowaway Gourmet. They're a little more spendy, but they're out of Tillamook, Oregon. So they have like jambalaya, Thai curry with shrimp, um, bison chili, meals like that that are a cut above, I guess, your standard like mountain house meals for sure. Um, those uh, are really good. And then there's a company um, out of San Francisco called Bushka's Kitchen. And we stock, okay. we stock her meals as well. And uh, she has one that's um, it's got boar meat in it. It's kind of a – she calls it a hearty harvest, I think is what it's called. But uh, really, really good, unique flavors. And those meals are unlike anything, I guess, that you would probably buy in your local store. But – they're kind of a nice treat when you're out there. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Um, what are those? Oh, where'd they go? I was just looking at them. <laughs> there was some, what are they? Something puck, like a protein oh, puck. Yeah, we just got those back in stock yesterday, actually. They're protein pucks from uh, Spokane. They sell a lot of them in coffee shops and things. They're just a great snack item. They're made from nut butters and a lot of seeds so they're about 450 calories really good good snack okay yeah yeah i think i was telling you the other day i think i think one of the things i like about you guys is granola meals is those those brown those brown rice crisps or whatever they're those in there is that what mm-hmm. they're called brown rice crisps? yeah 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 i think it just gives it just the perfect uh texture um We've had a lot of people mention that. That's interesting because really? the the test batches that we ran last summer, we those rice crisps, you can't like run down to your local grocery store and buy them. At least we couldn't hear. So we just used like rice krispies when we were generating our prototypes. Yeah. But those are the brown rice crisps are healthier than rice krispies being brown rice is better for you than white rice, but they really wow. hold up hold up well when you're soaking it in the water they yeah they, they don't get all mushy yeah i was gonna say that yeah they stay nice and crispy i was i was trying them with my wife the other day she was trying it too she's like oh yeah these are good and i'm like I'm like i think there's rice krispies or something in here and i was looking at the back and <laughs> yeah we're just yeah. digging into all the ingredients and stuff and yeah we, we're enjoying them so yeah puffed brown rice yeah but yeah i think that like i said i think i posted yesterday but i think that orange pecan one is my new favorite that that, that, that one was pretty, i scarfed that thing down like i was starving or something <laughs> uh, yeah that one's i don't know my favorites kind of change between the day but yeah that was the favorite of our our t- field testers this summer we didn't have the lemon berry developed for them we came up with that recipe last but that orange pecan, the lemon berry and the orange pecan both have lemon zest in them, and that really adds to the flavor. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Another thing I noticed too is, which I don't know if it's a pretty common thing now. I'm just starting to realize it more lately with the um, that your meals are gluten free. Um, I don't know if other brands are are mostly gluten-free or not it's not something i've been paying attention till to until recently my my daughter no. got diagnosed with celiac disease so sure now now i'm all over it <laughs> we one of our testers i think had celiac or 
something similar as well and that was a big deal for them but yeah for most people obviously it doesn't matter at all and my wife even told me the other day she had said that all oats i don't know i have to double check this i think i'm recounting this correctly she had mentioned that all oats were gluten-free it's just a matter of if what facility they were processed in if they're processed in a gluten-free facility then they can be labeled as such but i don't if someone knows otherwise they can feel free to contact me because i'd be curious to know that but we we source ours locally out of a gluten-free um montana gluten-free oats so yeah uh -huh. it, it matters matters definitely for some people and then the dairy-free is a big deal of course our meals there's not that many powdered milk options that you can use that are non-dairy i know rice milk is an option but there's not really any uh good suppliers that we were able to find so that we could check the dairy free box as well so uh -huh. you know, a lot of a lot of eating uh specialties out there i guess yeah well you know and i don't think gluten uh, I'm, I'm still learning all this stuff, but I, I don't think gluten is really good for anybody, whether you have celiacs or not, as far as I know. Um, I, but I mean, you know, with people with celiacs disease, a lot of people don't even know they have it until they're adults. Um, right. You know, they don't see the symptoms, but but it's basically like an inability to process gluten. So you it it it, it's, it can be like life threatening, and it's pretty it's a pretty big deal. It's it's kind of yeah, I don't know. For me, it's scary, obviously, because my daughter has it now, and 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 we're having to. I mean, she's she she gets she's having gluten withdrawals now that we we're cutting gluten out of her diet, um, which is pretty crazy. I mean, if you if you Google it or I don't know, it's kind of off subject a little bit, but for me, it's up front and center. But um, it's uh, yeah, they go through withdrawals. Like almost like someone coming off of drugs or something. I mean, they actually go kind of, kind of crazy. They get emotional. I mean, she's a girl, anyways, but <laughs> but she gets uh, really emotional and um, she she kind of freaks out. It's really weird. I mean, we were thinking there was something wrong with her until we realized, you know, all of her symptoms are all point directly at celiac disease, and it all has to do with gluten. No, so. that's good. You gotta. A good direction and a handle on that. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a new thing for us, but we're trying to work through it. But yeah, I mean that stuff like sticks on your on your pots and your pans and everything, and you have to get new pots and pans and dishes and. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. You know, I used to think people were kind of anal when they did things like that. I'm like you're overreacting. You're overreacting, but it's it's real. Huh. So. I didn't know it was that intense that it stuck. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird. Some some surfaces um, you can clean it off, and some you can't. So you know it's a pretty big deal. Like for you guys getting your you know having that kitchen that you guys are able to use that's gluten free. They have to keep that completely separate than everything else. It's pretty. Yeah, and I guess to be clear, the facility that we're using is not gluten free, but we're trying to source things that are and. And uh -huh. keep everything as clean as possible when we're doing the manufacturing. Um, yeah. Yeah, we actually share a kitchen with a – it's an old restaurant that I used growing up, which is kind of a weird throwback. But they – they uh, 
are a facility that makes meals for low-income people, and so they've been impacted tremendously with this COVID operation. They, they're they just open in the evening, so we use the kitchens in the mornings until noon, and then they make their dinners uh, in the afternoons, and then they serve basically pay-as-you-can folks um, around dinner time. So it's been a good relationship for us. We're able to scale a little bit um, and take more mornings as we as we scale up this spring and and then we we pay our rent um, which helps them uh, helps them out financially as well so it's been a good a good win-win for us nice so in in uh, for people listening where where can people find your meals at obviously if you go to alpenfuel.com right that's your site and then yep uh, so right now we have two dealers that we're announcing. If they go to the locations tab on the top of our website, they would find, if they clicked on that today, they would find that we're, um, we have alpenfield.com, we have gohunt.com as a dealer down in Vegas. They have a storefront and their online presence. Um, in Salt Lake, we have Black Ovis. And so they just got shipped meals last week. I checked this morning, and the Orange Pecan is up on their website, and they'll probably get the others listed soon. But again, one storefront and online. We were hoping to get meals out to Amazon this month, but uh, we haven't quite got that accomplished. So in the next month or so, we're trying to be on Amazon. And then I had a conversation with a local dealer today uh, they have stores in Belgrade, Townsend, and Dillon, Montana. So we're we're slowly getting more traction with dealers there, and we're we're trying to reach out to a couple dozen dealers this week. But that just takes time. We'll get them samples and get them hopefully signed on as yeah. we move along, so that we're ready for the trail season. But a few outlets, and hopefully more soon. Nice. Yeah, it's exciting seeing you guys take all these steps and. Um, yeah, well, and then, uh, not all a, of them are steps forward, unfortunately, but we're trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, we growing pains. Yeah. Just trying to, we initially did our pre-sale in, um, October for two weeks, giving people a, a chance to get a good discount. And then we got our pouches in and we were ready to go. We got in our kitchen and, uh, got everything set up and, the first time that we made our honey, <clears throat> excuse me, our lemon berry in batch, large batches, we totally blew the entire batch. It, that one has honey in it, so it cooks a lot hotter. And so when you're trying to scale from one sheet pan, which is about six servings up to over 100 servings, like there's things don't always go the way you want to. And when things, mm-hmm. when things go wrong, you can have a whole large batch that's suddenly not good but we're we're trying to learn from all of our mistakes and and get to a point where we're able to repeat things a little bit more easily uh-huh yeah yeah i can imagine it's got to be tough uh, but yeah and then uh for everyone listening you you were able to give me a discount code that i could i could refer to other people which is welcome 10 right and that's for their per- first purchase um, on alpenfuel.com um, 
So I, I think my recommendation is to kind of, you know, it's preseason right now. So maybe, you know, for people to, you know, try to stock up on, on what they think they want to at least get started for the season and, and, and make a, make a purchase and get that 10% off. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's welcome one zero. Is that what the code was? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was for 10% off, I believe site wide. And then we offer free priority shipping uh, anywhere in the U S on orders over $50. So keep that in mind as well. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, do you have any, um, what, what's your, what are your hunting plans coming up for this season? Do you have any plan for, for uh, this? Uh... Yeah. Good question. So I am not a, uh, spring bear Turkey, uh, type of a guy. I, I do all my hunting in the fall, so it's I almost exclusively deer hunt right now. Um, white tails and mule deer both. I got onto some mule deer last year, um, passed on a few bucks, and never never did find a uh, the, the big one that I wanted, but had a lot of uh -huh. fun in the backcountry. Um, so I'll, I'll be doing more of that in the fall, I guess. It's in Montana. It's a six week rifle season, of course. Uh, six week archery, then a week off, and then six week rifle. So we have, depending on how you look at it, the privilege or uh, non-privilege of, of hunting in the rut. I guess it can be detrimental. I know a, a lot of states manage mule deer better than Montana, but for better or worse, that's what we have here. Uh, so I'll be doing late season November deer hunts next year. And then uh, as far as summer backpacking goes i always try and take a trip in august for a week long typically in the bear tooths or sometimes i go down to wyoming and uh just put some miles on uh get the get our new puppy out for a trip and uh just do lots of backcountry fishing so that'll be a, a six-day trip probably in august or early september okay nice yeah, it'll be fun getting that. That's what I've been looking forward to is getting the puppy out on those backpacking trips and some scouting trips and stuff. Sure. Yeah. And uh, try and get my kids out maybe in May for a just like a quick two mile overnighter type of a deal. Oh yeah, perfect. Or do you do do you do you do archery season or? I did for ten years, and then when I moved to Washington, I uh, I quit hunting Montana, I guess, in archery, and then. When I came back, I um, just decided to stick primarily with rifle hunting. So that's been been my path ever since. Okay, nice. Yeah, I enjoy them both. I kind of right now. I'm kind of looking forward to all the archery events and stuff. Hopefully, if as long as COVID doesn't mess them up. <laughs> right, right. But so, what what hunts do you have lined up this year? Um, I I I don't know yet for out of state. I I actually, this will be my first season really putting in for out of state tags. Um, previously I just been doing just the local, we get like two deer tags every year in California and then a bear tag. Um, and then you can get pig tags anytime. So, um, that's pretty much all I've been doing, but I want to start doing more out of state stuff just to increase opportunity and extend the season and all that good stuff. It's, it, it's just, the population numbers are just pretty rough here. 
<laughs> it's hard to farm deer here. I mean, there's people that get it done every year, but I'm not one of them. So, right, and the land. <laughs> The landscape of it's changing here in Montana too. And I used to hunt a lot of buck management over the years uh, in college, and even like six, seven, eight years ago. But I know those are becoming increasingly popular, and some of some of the landowners have had bad experiences, and so they've shut their block management areas down, and so that's herded even more people onto the remaining ones. And so I I hunted some of that this year and uh had had trouble coming up with mature bucks um was fighting the hot weather that type of thing so i think later in the season i spent a lot of time hunting forest service you know those areas where you can get on every single time and not need reservations and that's just a different experience and i'll probably do do more of that but it seems like everybody no matter where you go you have to go farther deeper spend more time doing your research it's yeah yeah it's just slowly changing uh <laughs> you can't just head out to the woods and tip over a buck any day you want to anymore yeah there's been so many people you know and everybody it seems like everybody's going further and wanting to have that experience of backpacking and you know whether they're hunting or just backpacking for recreation whatever it is but there's especially with this this past year with covid everybody was out there nothing else to do no it's it was it was insane around here right even when i backpacked in the Beartooths, it was a constant stream of people and uh, many of them from the east coast they didn't stop their plans at all they just came out and said well <laughs> i might as well be having fun backpacking instead of quarantined in my house somewhere yeah exactly yeah you know it's funny i think of bozeman you're in the bozeman area right yes yeah, I, th- I think of the the show Yellowstone and and just <laughs> I feel like th- over the past year or two it seems like everybody wants to move to Bozeman, Montana. So and they are. <laughs> yes. They're, do you see Do you see that influx coming in? Every week in the newspaper, there's an article. Um, the housing price in one month, uh, just an average four bedroom house went up ninety thousand dollars in a one month period. Um, it's yeah absolutely insanity there's a lot of people from la there's a direct flight i think from la now so they're the realtors are saying oh they folks watch the show yellowstone and they're buying one to three million dollar properties sight unseen a lot of the houses just get gobbled up by out-of-staters and so it's it makes it hard on no college kids in particular the rent prices are through the roof and like young families it's the housing prices in this valley um or just make it untenable for some people and push them out, unfortunately, but it's, it's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All those Californians coming over there, huh? Yeah. Well, (laughs) my dad's from California originally, so I don't, I don't speak too poorly of Californians. Yeah. Yeah. That's how our, our area is, sounds the exact same way as far as, um, housing prices and in the economy and stuff. Everybody from the Bay area is coming this way okay. we live in a pretty pretty good area um we're kind of at the base of the sierras and we're not in sacramento and we're not in the bay so it's kind of like rural a little bit um 
you know, so all the, especially with COVID going on, I think people are, are realizing that they can work from home and they don't need to pay those Bay Area prices anymore. Exactly. And they're, and they're just building houses here like crazy right now. And our, our, our rates are, or our um, home values and stuff are going up a lot, which is good, except I'm not planning on moving. So <laughs> well, what, what are the average prices there for like a 2,000, 1,500 square foot home? Oh, I don't know. Um, probably 400. Okay. That's about, we're about 450, I think right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of, honestly, I don't think there's any houses for 350 around anywhere around here. <laughs> that, I mean, it used to be that way, but now, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think you could find one now for 350. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting times, <laughs> ever evolving. Yes, for sure. But no, well, hopefully with the interesting times, we're we're in the right market, I guess, with with food and all the people headed outdoors. So, yeah, no, I think you are. Uh, I think you got something. You're on to something there. <laughs> but hey, Sean, I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, look forward to kind of talking, catching up soon, and. Um, Appreciate you coming on the podcast and hopefully uh, we can steer some folks your direction. And Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity and uh, we'll be in touch as the year goes on. Sounds good. Appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at blue collar harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.